What's up everybody? It's Dan, Grinder Boneyard. Coming at you from the new office at the house. You may notice a smooth, buttery tone to my voice. Uh, it's because I'm in my office. My well thought out and uh, not quite fully decorated office just yet. Um, but I do have a comfortable couch that I am talking to you from. So I am grateful for everybody listening and uh, thank you for tuning in on, uh, you know, the, the ramblings and general tech talk of the Binder Boneyard podcast. So anyway, it's uh, 2021 now. I know it's been a bit since I recorded the last one. So um, thanks for being here and, uh, I'm glad you're listening. Uh, feel free to donate on the Patreon page, um, or, you know, tell your friends. That's all that I ask It's you just keep spreading the word. Anybody that you know with the international, uh, I'm sure they would love to listen in on some of the advice. Everyone's got questions and, uh, I try to answer them. So. I've been seeing a lot of stuff circulating lately about um, suspension design and, um, you know, the attributes that Scout 2s have. Uh, not just Scout 2s, but internationals in general. Um, you know, Leaf, Springs, uh, they've been around a long time. A long time. And there was a lot of development over the years as far as what does what um, you know spring the leaf springs used to be really narrow and I mean early truck springs were like uh, I don't know how to describe them the leaves weren't flat uh, across their their plane they were curved almost and I don't know if that had some scientific effect is of load carrying or what but you know they moved into like the the c-series trucks the leaf springs are tongue and groove uh if you are familiar with woodworking they um they have these uh you know <laughs> for back lack of a better term and they are there one one leaf has a bump and the other leaf has a notch in it and they fit together um I think that was to help fight the fan effect that you get when you articulate and the springs open up and then come back together, you know, they can start to walk around. Um, and so they, um, they, they tried to groove them up and, and I'm not sure if that was an attempt to make the ride better or what, but, uh, you know, by the time they got into the 70s, they were back to smooth leaves and they just had them banded together to help fight the, the fan. Um, so, anyway, the leaf spring technology kind of, you know, it can't get much better 
uh, they, they kind of figured it out by the by the 80s and then that's why so many things went to coil springs I mean even in the 60s you were seeing um, coil springs and torsion bars and other methods of of spring rate that um, you know could carry the load and maybe gave a better ride uh, you you won't find a better ride than coil in an off-road machine or you know a, a truck or something of that nature you know in a streetcar or something I think airbags are better um, you know airbags with a good shock and the ability to tune the airbag on the fly is probably the ultimate in my opinion uh, I could be way wrong usually but uh, no I think um, coil springs and, and so in a you know in a scout or even trucker travel all if you were going for the you know end all of suspension design you would want link links with coil over shocks and i don't mean the shocks with the little coil on them that you buy at napa that are you know helper shocks or whatever i mean legit you know two thousand dollar per shock um you know coil and shock setups um you know, secondary to that would be an individual coil and then the standalone shock. But when you start talking about it in a scout, you run into packaging problems. There's just not enough space, not enough room for all those things to fit in there. You guys have done it. I mean, it's not impossible. You got a notch and clearance and refab and, you know, stuff gets busy, gets, gets you know, I don't know. It's, it's just a lot going on. Um, the ORI is a recent invention. ORI is a type of gas-charged shock that carries the load and does the shock action. Um, I don't have a ton of experience with ORIs. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm more in the in the desert racing and the go fast world. So um, the ORIs aren't really meant for that kind of application. So I haven't put a lot of effort into them, but if I, you know, had a dedicated, you know, street driver that was going to be a rock crawler or slow crawler too, I'd probably spend more time looking in the ORIs. But anyway, as I get on a tangent here, we'll go back to talking about leaf springs because that's what 99% of you have in your rigs. Um, you know, the leaf springs you'll have you know four or five leafs in a pack that's what each grouping of springs is called is a pack so you'll have four packs on your truck uh the c series d series has had an additional little helper pack above the main pack uh which worked in theory uh, it did help with the capacity load capacities um but they kind of did away with that later on um, so if you've got leaf springs and you're complaining about rough ride, if you have stock springs, like in a scout two, for example, and you think your ride is too rough, I've got bad news for you because you're not going to get much 
smoother than worn out stocked leaves. Um, you're just not. It's the worn out leaf springs are kind of nice, you know, when they're flat. And I don't mean arch backwards, I mean flat. That lets the spring travel as much as possible. Um, you know, that you don't want your springs bending backwards. That's hard on them. They're made to go flat or fully arched, but not reversed arched. That's, that's not good for springs. So, um, you know, I found the best ride out there is a slightly arched long pack. So you'll notice if you have a scout tube, for example, the rear leaf springs are really long. They're 52 inches long. Um, that's considered long by leaf spring standards. Um, you know, Chevy pickups, for example, had 52s, uh, 56s, and then the holy grail of off-road uh, junkyard suspension is the 63, which um, a lot of Chevy trucks and Suburbans came with the 63-inch leaf spring, which long, which means more flex um, and better off-road performance. But anyway, you will notice that your rear pack will only have, you know, four or five leaves in it. Um, you know, in each leaf, it makes it progressive. You know, the the more jostling it you get, the more of the leaves engage, or the more load you're carrying. And that's why when you see springs go flat or almost go backwards, they are relying on the smaller inner leaves to carry the weight now, because the main leaf or the secondary leaf have also lost their springiness. But um, you see more of that on the front springs, the Scouts especially, uh, and the V8 800s. Those little tiny inch and three quarter, you know, 40 inch long springs weren't meant to carry that much weight. They just weren't. And if you look at that leaf pack, if you have one, you're going to have like nine leaves in that pack. And they had to do that to get it to carry the weight. And that's part of why, you know, the 800s ride like forklifts because they've got these big, thick packs that are, you know, skinny and short and they just, they don't flex and they don't absorb the bumps. So, you know, that's why, um, like some of the, like the kit that we sell for the 800s, it's that really long leaf setup. They they still only have um, five leaves in the back and six leaves in the front, but they've got some Teflon sliders to help fight the friction, and they're very long, uh, which longer springs equal better ride. So um, you'll notice that if you look close, you'll see how You'll see what I'm talking about if you go out and look at your scout. So um, there are ways to make lifted scouts ride better. Um, and that, you know, the first step is just having a good kit. There are certain kits out there that live up to their name, uh, Rough Country. And 
there are other kits that are better, like the Skyjacker, or you can get the kit from um, anything Scout. They're coming out with a custom kit from Deaver. Uh, and if you know anything about off-road or race suspension, you'll know that Deaver is the name in Leaf Springs. Um, they make some very high quality, very high quality setups. So um, I'm looking forward to getting a set of the Devers in here um, once anything Scout finally gets their kits together and, and ready to retail because um, I'm curious to see how well they ride. I know the Skyjacker soft ride coupled with the Bilstein shocks, uh, it, it is a surprisingly decent ride. It's not great. Uh, it's not, you know, your 05 Denali. It is still a scout on leaf springs, but it is better than you would expect, uh, especially with new frame bushings and new shackles and hardware. Um, you know, it, it can ride well. Uh, and, and like I said, you're still at the mercy of 150 year old technology or maybe even older. So you can't, uh, hold it in the, uh, you can't, you can't expect a lot out of that kind of stuff. It's just, you're just limited to the design that you have there with the, you know, the, the size of the springs, the length of them, the number of leaves in the pack, you know, there, there's custom spring makers out there that'll make you a pack that'll have 20 leaves in it. Uh, and it'll be the best riding pack you've ever had because it's progressive. Like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, each leaf adds to the next one. And so, you know, those packs are outrageously expensive, but you know, it's what it is if you want that kind of ride. But if you're going that far, like I said, you want to step up to the next level, which would be a link and coil setup, um, which then that is infinitely tunable. But the thing with the leaf springs are they're really hard to tune. You know, you can add and remove leaves and, and change things around, and, you know, Teflon sliders and different things like that but in the end it's really difficult to, to dial in the the leaf that you need whereas with the coil spring and a nice adjustable shock and i mean adjustable like you know like a king or a fox or a rad flow not not a rancho rs 9000 uh with a little knob on it i mean a legit racing shock um you know, that's the only way that you're going to be able to tune suspension to, you know, as good of a ride as a new car. Uh, but it doesn't just come down to that. You know, there's a lot of other factors like, you know, length, geometry, ride height, kind of tire you're running, um, you know, and then your how your body is attached to the frame, what kind of seats you have. You know, there's there's things that are like mental blocks where you'll, you know, if your truck is really rattly and really squeaky and 
and everything makes a ton of noise and you hit a bump and every time you hit a bump you get you know 101 decibels of of squeak and rattle in your ear it makes that bump feel worse than it is you know you get in a rig that doesn't make noise and doesn't sound like it's falling apart and you hit the same pothole it's not going to feel nearly as bad because you don't get that audible jarring sensation so something to think about in that respect too is that sometimes the severity of a ride is in your head uh, because of just how it sounds um but then you know like i said it's there's other factors like your body bushings how good of a seat you have you know if your butt's touching springs and it's touching the floor you hit a bump yeah it's going to compress your spine so there's there's other factors that contribute to how your ride feels um you know, that some people don't take into effect or into account. You know, they just go, oh, this piece of crap, it just rides awful, and whatever. So, um, you know, if you do have the leaf springs and you do want to lift, I still, I would recommend, you know, not going bigger than a four-inch spring. Even then, four-inch spring kits are probably the roughest riding. The two and a halves are a good middle of the road compromise. Um, I don't, I don't condone body lifts. I think that body lifts aren't aren't uh, the best solution. But I do think that new body bushings are a must do for everybody. So, you know, you throw some fresh body bushings in there and a two and a half inch lift you can fit 32s with room they won't rub on anything you still got some you know a nice uh, wheel arch to tire ratio you can still go off road and get around good um you know you try and put 33s on there probably gonna rub probably gonna not look quite right um so I would, you know, I would try and stick around that two and a half inch mark um, with new body bushing. If you're really, you know, you got your heart set on 33s and you still want good performance, uh, that's when you start looking at like the spring over lifts, um, which is kind of the best of both. It's still my favorite. It's still the lift kit of my preference you know spring over on stock springs with extended shackles and good shocks at least bilsteins at least some 5100 bilsteins uh if not something better um but you know like i said we take the leaf pack apart we shine them up with the wire wheel get rid of all the rust repaint the springs put in some sliders um i haven't done it recently but i've done a couple packs that had them um but put them together and then you know new bushings new bushings in the frame everything is greased and lubricated correctly the longer shackles we run the five inch shackles from ih parts america uh longer shackle will let the spring move more um, you know, it doesn't 
it doesn't limit travel as much as the short stock ones do and then uh, you know bump stops got to put the bump stops in there uh, just helps keep the springs from getting reversed arched because that's how you break mainly so as you you know arch them out backwards and then they break uh, not initially it takes a lot of years of doing that but they do snap when you start bending them backwards regularly so um, yeah don't stop but like I said good spring over good shocks good shackles um, I like to retain the front sway bar I know guys guffaw at that because um, you know it's like oh you're talking about off-road performance and flex and then you run the sway bar and it really helps the handling even with the caster correction and you know a lot of our spring overs get the Chevy um, the Chevy cut and turn housing um, and you know all that stuff um, it just you know it makes for a good ride uh, and then it also lets us do the high steer crossover steering to get you know the flat steering geometry that you you know you don't get the bump steer that you get with the some of the other lifted um, you know other lift kits and whatnot so you know that's like I said it just seems to combine the best of everything uh, we like to run the rear sway bar the IH Parts America sway bar kit uh, in the rear to help keep the body roll down because you do get you do get some sway. You do get that body roll in the corners just because of the, you know, amount of, of elevation you pick up by doing it that way. Um, you know, it's the spring over lift is like five and a half inches. So it's, it's up there. But like I said, you clear the 33s with room, you get lots of flex. You don't rub on anything. You got clearance, you know, it's a really, a spring over is like, like I just keep saying it. It's the best of of all the situations, in my opinion. Short of going full links and coils and and that route, which again, you know, you can get the height and the tire size and the performance out of links and coils. And then you get even more performance because you can tune it to exactly the best possible ride. Um, you know, you can really get that progressive ride in there. Um, but it all comes down to budget. You know, you're looking to do, for us to do a spring over for you correctly, you're in at about 5,500, um, which I know it sounds like a lot, but you got almost three grand in parts when if you're doing it correctly. And I, you know, correctly means steel braided brake lines. It means high steer knuckles. It means, you know, Wagoneer pitman arm, heavy duty tie rod and drag link. Like it's the whole meal deal. Um, so like I said, you're in at about five grand. Links and coils, good shocks, tuned correctly you're going to be closer to 10 grand um but like i 
said, it is the last suspension setup you will ever need, uh, just because of how well it all works. Um, you know, race car parts, when used correctly, <laughs> they are, they are. There's a reason why they're race car parts. You know, um, but anyway, um, so hopefully that helped sort you out a little bit as far as what's what's what. Um, like I said, there's there's nothing wrong with leaf springs in the general s scheme of things. It's just you have to be okay, you know, just resign yourself to knowing that it's going to ride like a forklift and that it's going to squeak and make noise. And you're only going to get so much travel and so much articulation out of, out of what you have. And, you know, if you want to update, then, like I said, you can little modifications here and there they do help um one thing i didn't talk about and i have a few minutes i will cover is the reverse shackle and this is a hot button item across the board some people swear by their reverse shackles and some people think it's the worst idea ever um the reverse shackle is where on a on a traditional shackle forward suspension setup like a scout where the front spring shackle is at the front of the truck you replace that shackle with a fixed mount and then move the shackle to the back of the spring so now the shackle is at the rear of the spring and when you hit a bump the theory is that these, the axle will travel rearward because now the shackle is at the back. The axle will travel rearward, softening the blow of the impact. And that is true. On paper, that's how it works. In desert racing and going fast in the dirt, it's helpful. It does soften the blow. It does keep you from bending springs. It does save in, in those applications. But for me personally, in the real world, I don't care for them. I, they cause funny handling, especially at speed in the corners. It's not as bad on Terras and Travelers because they have longer wheelbase. You will notice international pickups, Ford pickups, even Chevy pickups, I believe, have sh rear shackles. They have reverse shackles on the front. But they also have a 130-inch wheelbase. Uh, even short, you know, the Travelalls had a 119-inch wheelbase. And they have the shackle reversal. On the 100-inch Scout 2 wheelbase, it's, it does something to the way it handles. I don't know if when you corner, it shortens up that wheelbase or the fact that you don't have a sway bar anymore up front. It just creates a weird wobble, not wobble, just a weird, uneasy feeling at speed. At least it does for me. Like I said, some people swear by it. 
Um, I don't like it off-road. I don't like it in the rocks. Um, it doesn't, the dynamic of the suspension doesn't perform like it should with the shackle forward. It, your climbs don't go as well. Your downhill descents are more scary because the axle is trying to fold under you rather than stay out where it's supposed to be. It's trying to collapse underneath you. And I just, it, it's an uneasy feeling and I don't, I don't care for it. Um, that being said, if all I did was drive my scout on the road and it was stock and, you know, I, I didn't do anything else with it, I could probably get used to the feeling, but, but that I wouldn't be happy with it. I just, I know me. So anyway, um, the reverse shackle is a, you know, use at your own discretion type item. I, I don't know. Like I said, some people swear by it. Some people don't. IH Parts America sells the shit out of their kits. And, you know, I've put on quite a few of them. I've taken a few off. Uh, you know, it's just how it is. And um, the jury is still out on that one, I, I believe. I won't reverse shackle one of my own rigs um, unless it came with it from the factory. But that is just me. So, anyway, hopefully that did something for somebody. May or may not have just confused you even worse. Hopefully it did not. But, um, anyway, thank you for listening. Appreciate you very much. And uh, hopefully I can knock out a few more of these. So, this has been Dan from Binder Boneyard. <laughs>